Welcome back, listeners. It's the 77th edition of the Fancy Football Surgery Podcast. Coming to you on the 21st of November 2017, the first game week back following the international break. Plenty of goals, games and players to talk about. First of all, welcoming back the Iceman. Thank you, Billy. Welcome back to yourself too. Thank you very much. Uh, we've got a really good guest, to go- uh, guest, yeah, guest, to go on. guest on again this week joining us. Mm. We've had uh, a good run recently and adding to that list, we've got Jamie Ellis, who's coming on the pod for the first time. Jamie, tell us a bit about yourself. Hello, guys. Yeah, this is uh, my seventh season, I think, playing uh, FPL. Uh, got involved originally just for a bit of fun. Ran a league called the Moolah League, which um, a lot of people kind of follow FPL uh, involved in that league which has got bigger and bigger every year I think we've got people from 35 countries in it now it's huge and, isn't it it's yeah. like the biggest cash league around yeah um, we're not allowed to advertise it externally anymore but um, oh, we kind right. of keep it friends friends of friends and um, it's quite social as well so we have a lot of get togethers Christmas drinks uh, summer drinks and uh, end of season parties so yeah really uh, really good and uh I'm, I'm a above average fantasy manager, but not as good as some of the other guys that you might have had on the on the pod before. But having a fairly decent season uh, so far this season. Yeah, I mean it's quite something to run a, a league of that size. I mean we've we've got a pretty big uh, podcast league following, but nothing like yours. So great effort on that. It'll be interesting to see what you've learnt from uh, working with all of those people. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, uh, big Arsenal supporter as well. And uh, was that was that the game at the weekend? Most enjoyable game I've been to for quite a while, actually. Oh uh, yeah, I bet. Oh, it must have been very enjoyable. Yeah. Wow. Well. <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be an interesting podcast, and we've got three gooners, so no bias <laughs> at all. Yeah. All right, Iceman, do you want to kick us off by telling us how you got on this week? Yeah, I did pretty good. 74 this week. I brought in Maratta and captained him straight away. I also brought in... Who else did I bring? I can't even remember now. Uh, I took out Davis, and I brought in Dummett, who I expect to play at some point during this season but just not at the moment it's only because I could only afford that 4.2 player but yeah 74 captained him had Salah kind of wish I captained him in the end but Chupamotin Jesus even got me some points as well and Richardson yeah not bad I'm up to uh, 126,000 overall so yeah pretty strong Good week from you, Iceman. Well, I, I wasn't. I had a pretty poor week by my recent standards, to be honest. Got off to a decent start with the defence. Kolasinac, uh, Smalling and me coming in with 6, 7 and 6, respectively. But then everyone else, other than Richarlison, getting me an 8. And Firmino with the assist, really scoring very low. Uh, another captain flopping Kane, unfortunately. And uh, the biggest bite for me this weekend was Aguero being dropped to the bench, even though Pep reassuring all of us that he was absolutely fine <laughs> After falling over, I should have read between the lines there. How so could not you the... captain Kane, by the way? What's that? How could you captain Kane against our Arsenal? Well, he usually likes a goal against the Gunners, and we haven't exactly been the tightest team at the back this season. So, um, yeah, went a little bit Judas there. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Harry, Harry is a gooner anyway, isn't he? So. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll be with us next year. Um, yes, without a <laughs> doubt. So, um, not so good from me this week. Uh, Jamie, how would you get on? Not bad. 71. Um, Score. 
Yeah, decent. Which, annoyingly, it hasn't really moved me up much in uh, many of my uh, leagues. But yeah, so I captained Lukaku, uh, so a- average. Annoyingly, though, I bought Lukaku in for Jesus, so not really any gain there. In fact, a loss because Jesus got picked up a couple of points. And when I wasn't going to make the transfer, my armband was on Salah. So, oh, yeah, so it could have been a re- it was a, it was a decent week, but it could have been a really big week. Um, Wards, Kolasinac, and Duffy at the back, so not bad. My midfield was good. I had Ricarlison, Salah, Sané, and Gross. So they all got I nice. think eight, sixteen, seven, and ten. I've had Vardy for a couple of weeks now, and I'm just waiting for him to, to do something. Hopefully, it will come against West Ham this oh, yeah. week. Yeah, you've got but, to keep him for West Ham, haven't you? Yeah, but I mean, that game could have changed if uh, company had been sent off for that early tackle. I think he might have run right then. But um, And Kane and Lukaku were my other two. So, yeah, 71. Fairly That's good. Cool. Just not been nailing the captain's picks the last uh, three or four weeks. But uh, just keeping up there. I think I'm 21. 21,000 rank at the moment. So, that's a much better start than oh, I normally, normally get, yeah. Yeah, solid score there. Yeah, I think it's uh, the captaincy is so crucial, isn't it? If you go on a run of getting it right, you really do see yourself jump up in the rankings. Yeah, I mean, I've seen um, some massive swings in some of the leagues. People getting 105, 109 in, in Moolah and just jumping up ma- massively this week from yeah. captain. So, yeah. Well, let's see how everyone else got on in our mini league this week. A particular headline uh, when I get to the top of the league. Again, loving the names in this, everyone. So, 10th place, uh, we've got Joe Stone. It reads, uh, for Fook's sake, are you blind? Uh, make of that what you will. Uh, Andre Bergstrom in ninth with Berbashov. Jason Damien, fear the worst. Seventh place, we've got, I love this one, Chicken Tika Mosala, lovely stuff from Matt Orford. 147 Elite, Adam Finn Campbell in sixth. Draper's fantasy team dropping down, that's Dean Draper into fifth place. Beautiful Creatures, Magnus Westerstrand in fourth. Red Devils, Daniel Kalim in third. Red Eagle, Thiago Costa moving up. Great score this week, 105 points into second. But leading our league and indeed the entire world of FPL, Demir Tanay, oh absolutely fantastic. Um, about 95 points clear, um, 92 points this week, leading the way. Another, if you look at their team, Alonso, Daniels, Rashalison, Salah, Hazard, Lukaku, just absolutely, that's just nailing it week in, week out. Great stuff from them. He is absolutely smashing it. I mean, like he had Hazard around the same time as me. He held on to him, which I think maybe I should have done now. But uh, yeah, just the players in his team. You just look at it. I just think, how has he made that team? But they're not that pricey. His value is uh, one hundred and two point five overall if you count what he's got in the bank. So. It's not that costly, it's just well put together. So yeah, really yeah. strong from him. Just nailing it every week. Mm. Well chaps, let's uh, let's get started with the upcoming game week then. So our first fixture, as we've alluded to there, is the Friday night, 8 o'clock. So warning now, get your transfers done by Friday night. West Ham at home against Leicester City. Jamie, as our guest, you've already mentioned Vardy. Do you want to kick us off on this one and who you like in this fixture? Yeah, I- I've watched um, West Ham against... Watford on Sunday and uh, they were awful. Did have a couple of good, a couple of decent chances, but um, I rate David Moyes uh, not very highly at all. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not expecting too much. They've got an awful run of fixtures as well as after this. I think they've got Chelsea, City, Arsenal coming up as well. So I think they'll see this as a game that they need to win. But I think Leicester on the counter with uh, 
Vardy, Mares, Gray if he plays. Ibora's starting to look really good and pulling the strings in, in centre mid. Not 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 an FPL player, I don't think, but a really important player for Leicester. I don't see uh, beyond Leicester winning this. I think West Ham will nick one, maybe 2-1, 3-1 Leicester. And hopefully something for Vardy, because I, I think it'll be the last week for him for me if he, if he doesn't do something. I was just going to say, yeah, I think you make a great point about the, the pace of Leicester on the counter. Not a great run of games recently, but Vardy and Mares still look good when they're playing. I was looking at uh, Mares's form recently, um, still getting on the ball a lot. They're just obviously, you know, with, with some of the fixtures they've had, hasn't really favoured them. But against the West Ham side, which have been kind of on and off at home at the uh, the Olympic Stadium, I yeah, I really fancy Leicester for this one. So I think players like Maguire, Vardy and Mares are good shouts for this game. Yeah, I mean, West Ham, they've conceded more than any other team this season, so it doesn't look good. They've just got so many problems there at the moment. I do think Moyes could probably swing it around eventually, but the fans were singing against Moyes' name in the, during the game. It's like they were slating him. They've, he's only just had one game, and uh, yeah, it just doesn't look good at all. If you have got Vardy in the team, like you have, Jamie, I'll definitely keep him for this game. The only thing, though, is they were playing City in the last game, but their expected goals was only 0.1 for the last mm. game, so that is pretty low. But hopefully they can turn it around against a, a poor West Ham team. I can see some Vardy goals there. Hopefully. Yeah, I think because Vardy's looked good in, in a lot of the games that he's played this season, if he hasn't netted, he's still very much the, the talisman for them. Um, I said his name just then. I'm going to come back to him just very briefly about Maguire. 47 points this season. He's 5.1 million. I just think he's a sort of player against the, the middle-lower league sides where he's either got an assist, a goal, or a clean sheet in him. Pretty decent price. And for me, if you've got someone like a Saints defender at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, I think he'd be a good shout to swap in if you wanted sort of a differential yeah. at this stage, especially against West Ham. So I'd keep my eye out on him. Yeah, he City as well, Maguire, didn't he? So yeah, he had a post, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Decent player. Yeah. Look, looks a good option, very good on the ball, and obviously he's uh, cemented a place in the England squad now, which is great. So I haven't got too much to add on West Ham, chaps. I think the appointment of Moyes is uh, is an interesting one, to say the least. Yeah, we've got to wait until they get running, and they've not even hit first gear at the moment. I mean, I think well, one more thing with West Ham. Uh, I think they do have some really good attacking players, Arnautovic, Hernandez, Antonio, Carroll, you know, d- divides opinion, but they don't seem to be able to get them all playing in the right right positions and worked out the best way to play them. So I, I think I don't think Moyes is the man to solve that problem either. So I, I don't expect uh, too much from them over the next few weeks, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think we can, uh, we, we can say steer clear of them for now, West Ham. Uh, moving on to Palace versus Stoke. Uh, another goal for Zaha at the weekend, Iceman. I, I'm really liking the look of Wilf at the moment. I think he's uh, he's very much their, their talisman for, pa- for Palace and their mini-revival. Uh, any thoughts on them? Yeah, I think you're right with Zaha. He's a good good price and uh, scoring his third of the season, I believe he got. Uh, he's got uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, who's playing well as well. He's up there with him. Uh, he He's probably their best option at the moment, at 4.5 at the moment. I think yeah. MacArthur got the goal after the Loftus-Cheek shot, so he looks to be right in the thick of it for Palace's attacks. He looks strong as a player, like when he gets the ball, you don't feel like he's just going to lose it. And I do think maybe in a stronger team, I do think Ruben Loftus-Cheek will actually gain some more points. I think with Palace, like he's a 
going to be a bit hit and miss. But at 4.5, I think he's probably the best option at the moment because it can change from week to week. But yeah, even at the end of the game, he says he's getting better and better. I, I do think that he's probably pushing a start for a starting option in people's uh, FPL teams now. I mean, just to add to that, Iceman, if you, if you have a look at their upcoming fixtures, Palace, Stoke, Brighton, West Brom, Bournemouth, Watford, Leicester, Swansea. I mean, if ever Palace are going to turn it round, it's going to be over this this next garden of green patch they've got. Yeah. So I think if you were getting on an early bandwagon for someone like Zaha, now would be a, a decent time to do it against Stoke at home. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I mean, I've got the choice now between Chupa Mochin and uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, and it's a really tough choice because um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, uh, playing at home, he is playing well. But Jupermoting's he's playing up front, scored in the last goal, practically got the assist. There was a big uh, debate about that one, uh, which a lot of people are crying about. But uh, it's it's going to be a yeah, tough never- choice between those two. <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. I'm never an assist. I don't have him, so definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it came off his left hair tentacle. <laughs> if I'd have had him, I'd have been gutted. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the replay on that one. It was really close. It was. It did look like it deflected, but yeah, it's, it's gone now. Let's just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> well, hold on a minute. There's uh, there's an hour to discuss it though. Um, <laughs> any so, Iceman, you're talking about uh, Chupo Moting there, and he's the one that seems seems to get mentioned every week on the podcast. Yeah. Well, he's playing up front. I think he's four four shots on goal at the moment. It might be fifth actually. I've, I've I've lost that stat, but yeah, he he's playing really well for a, a Stoke player. I think he's the only Stoke player that I would go. A lot of people are going Shakiri, but I just still don't see that many points from him. I still see him as more of a, an assist king. Uh, I just can't see him scoring as many goals because I know he, he plays further forward, but Chupa uh, Moting's playing up front, so yeah, he is the best option. But you've got the debate around that price mark at five point six, whether to go him or Gross, and that's. Quite quite a decision to make if you're choosing if you're wanting to bring a player in around that price mark it is a difficult choice between those two but at the moment I would still choose uh, Chupa Moting yeah Jamie where do you sit on that on the Gross Chupa Moting yeah yeah I've got Gross I know they scored uh, similar points yesterday didn't they? I don't I don't think there's much between them at all to be honest with you I mean Chupa Moting's playing further forward I'd say Gross is more central to his team I think everything that Brighton do does go through Gross that's why I, th- I had Chippo Moting I had to decide which one to keep and I, I kept Gross I am thinking of jumping off Gross in a couple of weeks because I, I don't think he's going to keep it up all season um, I thought Chupo played well I'm not a big fan of him to be honest with you but I thought yesterday he actually did have a really good game I thought it was a good finish I'm on Gross at the moment but I don't think there's a there's a lot between those two to be honest with you I think there'll be goals in that Palace-Stoke game. Stoke's defence is pretty shoddy and uh, Palace's isn't great either. So I think, you know, if you have got Loftus-Cheek, uh, I wouldn't leave him on the bench for this one. I'd probably think about think about playing him. I think for the first time this season we're all saying, play your Palace players. Yeah. yeah. If true. you've got any. Yeah, even with, uh, even with Dan, he, I mean, he won't be remembered with much fondness after giving the ball away for the Nyasse goal, but he did have two attempts on goal in the last game. I think a goal is coming for, from him. Are you saying I was, what I think you're saying? I was tempted to bring him in. I, he is due, is, uh, oh, is well, what I'm saying. Is. He is due. 
I really rate Zaha as well. He's one of those players that any time I've ever had him in, he does nothing. Then as soon as I get rid of him, he goes on a... <laughs> That's the same for me. Exactly the yeah. same thing for me. It just never seems to score for me, but it scores when I get rid of him. Who was it that said uh, Gabby Adini was an FPL troll a few weeks ago? <laughs> I think that was Craig. Uh, yeah, I think I think he might fall into that bracket for some of us. But yeah, so actually exciting for, for Palace. I think if you were splitting hairs over Palace versus Stoke players, if you look at the run of fixtures... Stoke have got Liverpool and Spurs in their next four, so I'd probably look in the direction of Palace more than Stoke. Uh, a player I'm keeping my eye on for Stoke, if they can get their defence together, is uh, Kurt Zuma. I really, really like him as a player. Got a goal in his most recent fixture, and I think you know Stoke do have the potential to keep clean sheets at times. We just need to see a bit more from them. I would actually kind of counteract that and actually go for Shawcross instead, just because he's yep. cheaper. Um, yeah. 4.8, not terrible fixtures but maybe from game week 17 onwards just kind of keep an eye on him i do think butland's out at the moment is he is butland out he didn't play the last game yeah Yeah, grant remember grant when he was uh, last season he was the keeper to have only 4.3 so maybe keep an eye on that although i think butland's only got a broken finger i'm not sure how long i'm not that important for a goalkeeper though (laughs) I, I, apparently that doesn't take long to heal I'm, I'm not actually uh, yeah, I'm not a broken finger expert but oh it's, it's expected back 30th of December so yeah <laughs> you could probably go with Grant if you if you need a goalkeeping option I would say that, 4. that's 3. two things for me to celebrate on the 30th of December Butland's return and my wedding and your wedding yes <laughs> I don't know which one I'm more excited about <laughs> mine would be Butland's uh, return don't you dare tell the missus that <laughs> Yeah. You can't stand at the altar and say that. Jesus. All right, okay, no. let's move this before you get yourself in more trouble. I that, I've still got to do my speech for your wedding. That's it. Yeah. Um, and, and the other irony of this pot that you brought that up is the fact that our guest has the same uh, name as my wife-to-be's brother. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, <laughs> getting a bit spooky. Right, let's move on to United versus Brighton before anything else is said. So United, the return of Paul Pogba. Uh, and I've got to say... I'm saying it right now, Pogba is my transfer in this week. I think he makes United tick. I'm even more excited by the fact that Zlatan came on the first thing he tried was a bicycle kick. Um, but United <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. is looking very strong. Jamie, what, what are you thinking of United at the moment? I thought they looked completely different um, to how they have been the previous few games. I thought having Pogba back, it gives them that personality. He gets everywhere. Uh, just... A com- looked a completely different side I thought with, with Pogba in there and um, at his price at the moment I won't, I've got other priorities in my team at the moment but I, I would certainly be thinking about getting him in uh, for me it's Lukaku I'm debating uh, I'm going to keep him for this week but I think his minutes might be limited a little bit when Zlatan comes back and he's, he's, he's consistent he's picking up 5-6 points most weeks but um, I'm not so sure his, uh, that, his, that there aren't better value for money options around uh, other than Lukaku. So I might hop onto Morata uh, the week after. But I think United will improve in their attacking focus now that now that Pogba's back. Having that option as Latan, I just think it gives them a lot more options. Rashford and Martial, I think, have been decent this season as well. Again, they're risky FBR-wise because you never know how many minutes they're going to get. But um, I think it's a much better United side with Pogba back. And he's certainly someone I'd be 
thinking about getting in if I had that gap in midfield at the moment. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, it's no surprise they're a better team with Pogba back. I mean, I listed the stats a few weeks ago. I'll just kind of go over them again quickly now. Chances per game with Pogba is 14, without is 7. Big chances with Pogba is 3, without is 1.6. And goals per game with Pogba is 3 and without is 1.6. I mean, like he just makes them tick, doesn't he? He's just such a classy player. And yeah, like you were saying about Ibrahimovic with Lukaku, when Ibrahimovic came on, Lukaku just ran over to him like a little boy, just like, well, what do I do? What do I do? Like, he's just going to come in and kind of boss that team a little bit. I, I don't think he's going to necessarily start Ibrahimovic in the no. next couple of games, but as soon as he comes on, Lukaku switched out to the right. I'm not sure if that's going to be. I a, told him, you keep out of my space, you go to the wing. Yeah, so. yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I'm not sure if that's actually going to kill Lukaku's points as much, though. I still think that he's going to have points in him. I mean, like, he is very consistent, but for the price, is is it worth it? Maybe. I mean, it's a bit like we, we've said a few times, it's a bit like Costa last season, where he just kept scoring points just every, every single week. It was just a hear, few dribs and drabs. I just can't see massive hauls from Lukaku at the moment, not with the amount of players they've got to, to sub in, maybe a few goals. The the goals are coming from all over the place with United as well, so it's difficult to, to actually tell whether he's going to get a brace or a hat-trick or something, whereas the likes of Kane, even though he keeps blanking, like you can still see that. Whereas now, in this United team, he probably gets more chances, but whether or not he will still get all the goals like Kane does, I, I don't know. Yeah, as I was going to say, I made that observation when he came on. Like the first thing that Zlatan said was, "Off to the wing you go, and you know, stay out the middle." And um, I do wonder if that's going to be Lukaku's role if Mourinho's looking to accommodate and keep them both happy. It'd be interesting to see how the Champions League features in this because you may see one of them playing more prominently. I think are United through in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, that they are. So you might see Zlatan being played there to get his fitness back up, and Lukaku keeping the minutes in the league. But I think that remains to be seen. It this week will be interesting. Yeah, with that game, I'd be surprised if United concede either. So I think um, Man United defenders are going to be good for this week. I don't think uh, Brighton have got that much going for them up front. Although Murray's been in fairly decent form, Gross is a decent number 10, but against uh, United at Old Trafford, I see United keeping a clean sheet there, maybe 2-0, 3-0. I hopped on uh, Smalling from Jones this week, and that, yeah. that turned out okay. I would have liked a clean sheet from him as well, but he seems to, he started every one of the last seven, I think, and played the, the whole game, so... Um, he got, got a goal for you, didn't he? He did, yeah, not yeah. complaining about that, so... I think he'll continue to play, it looks like, Smalling, because I, I think Lindelof... I did see some news. Chris Smalling actually picked himself in his FPL team this week when he scores. Is that a coincidence? Um, but it is said that Jones is meant to be out for tomorrow's game in the Champions League and this weekend, definitely. Mourinho quote in saying, I can say in advance Jones doesn't play at the weekend. We, right. have, <laughs> we, have, we have Bailey again. Smalling will play every match. So that is promising for your pick, but it's whether you can trust Mourinho or not. He does come out of some bullshit, so... Nice. Morning, we'll play every game. Well, there you go. Straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah. There yeah. we go. All right, chaps. So um, in, from that, I've got Pogba. I've got Smalling written down here. And from the Lukaku-Ibrahimovic conversation, I've got neither of them. Is that right? Yeah, roundabout. I suppose yeah. if you're looking at Gross still, I wouldn't I wouldn't be necessarily getting rid of him. 
yet. Yeah, as uh, Jamie mentioned, he seems to be the vocal point for Brighton. And everything seems to go through him. So no, I wouldn't be removing him. I just wouldn't be bringing him in for this game. Yeah. Anyone else to add on Brighton, chaps, or are we, are we done there? Well, I mean, I think Murray's going to keep his place in that side. And if you're yeah. looking at strikers, you know, the, the Callum Wilson's, oh, Nias, we'll talk about later because he's obviously picked up that two-game Don't mention back. Murray. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, th- there are better options for the next few games than Murray for that price, I think. But I think he'll keep his place in that team for now. H- haters would say Murray's too old. Yeah, I, I don't like Murray. Let's, let's not talk about Murray. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to, yeah, but possible differential with Murray there. Um <laughs> No. <laughs> Newcastle Watford lads so uh, Watford again we saw a goal from uh, Richarlison seems to be one of the finds of the season for Watford against the Newcastle side which have been sort of up and down all year Iceman any thoughts on this tie? Yeah obviously Richarlison if you've not got him you've really got to be considering to bring him in he's now scored and assisted in six of his last seven game weeks over the trip to Newcastle so um, still the highest amount of shots on goal for midfielders with 43 this season Uh, second overall to Kane Uh, he could have had two in the last game I mean I've I've now got a conundrum whether to play Elliot in goal or Fabianski and have you you got the same same one it's it's difficult because I feel like Newcastle can probably keep a clean sheet but I can still see uh, uh, Richarlison scoring. So, what would normally score away? I think their away scoring record's pr- pretty good. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I'm going on. So, I was just going to say about Newcastle. They we all seem to have come off for them a little bit the last couple of games, and they they they've not looked great at the back. To be honest with you, they they took that early lead against United and they, they caved a little bit. I think um, they miss Lascelles when he's when he's not playing. And, and dumb it. They need dumb it back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, I w- I've not been impressed with Newcastle the last couple. I could see what for taking this, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think I can as well. I, just to kind of look at, over that on the clean sheet potential for Elliot and Fabianski, I did look at the odds for that. And uh, Elliot's on at 6-4 to four, and Fab's on at 2-1. Uh, to one. So, And William Hill have him on, Elliot's on 8-5 to five, and um, Fabianski's on 15-8. to eight, So it's fairly close, but... Um, yeah. I'm going Fabianski at the moment because he picks up save points as well. So yeah. I think I think that's another thing to consider. I know Bournemouth are on a fairly fairly decent run, but yeah, that's a that's a real fifty fifty call. That's one of those ones that you you know could be a, a, a differential either side. A lot of people do have those as those their two keepers, don't they? So, yeah, yeah, it's a difficult one. So we're kind of split on those. I think Elliot's been a great rotation option all season, hasn't he? Yeah. So. I do agree, though. I think I can see Watford taking this one. Richarlison still the man. Just want to keep an eye on the midfield. Uh, Will Hughes, great career in the Championship. He's made the step up, goal and assist for him at the weekend. Um, still very, very cheap. Uh, I'm just trying to find his price. Oh yeah, Will Hughes, the the well known midfielder. <laughs> well, in the Championship, he it, it was it was good. I'll admit, I literally never heard of him before this game, before the last game where he got involved. So he did look pretty decent though. I think a lot of people have forgotten that Watford had even signed him. It's four point four point six at the moment. Yeah, I think he's yeah. played in that Pereira's position or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He started the last few game weeks. So I'm just, I'm just saying only because I know of his uh, history at Derby. Where he's done it this week, but don't jump on him. But if you're keeping a, a cheaper player in mind for the four point five four six slot, he might be 
an interesting one in the future. But I think Richarlison is def- definitely the man for Watford at the moment. I, I also think, uh, I, I haven't seen Watford that many times, but I was massively impressed with uh, Kiko Firmino. I thought, he, yes. looked, I thought yep. he looked brilliant. I really got forward well. Um, I know a lot of people have jumped on him already. But uh, depending on their fixtures and when to bring him in, he, he's a class act. He's a, he's a lot a lot better than I kind of was expecting him to be. Yeah, um, see, we've shouted him a few times this season, yeah. but he's never really come through with a, a lot of attacking points. I mean, he did in one game, I think, he got an assist against Southampton, but um, mm. yeah, he's just kind of gone, he's mellowed out, but he still looks good down that right-hand side. And I'll just say, they've got obviously Newcastle next, but then after that, they've got Man United, then Spurs. So I'll probably hold off on yeah, bringing yeah. in anyone, apart from maybe Richarlison, because you can see him scoring anywhere. But after that, they've got a massive garden of green from 16 up until 21. And is this big fixture congestion, you're going to need those nailed-on players? I probably think that he is a nailed-on player as well. So maybe one to look out for the future in a couple of game weeks' time. Interesting. Well, let's um, let's move on, chaps, to our next fixture for the uh, the team that have snatched victory tonight. Spurs have beaten Borussia Dortmund. Nice. Yes, they did. I knew you want me to mention that. So uh, Son getting the goal on seventy six minutes there. Um, I know you're desperate to know who did the assisting. It was Deli Alley with both assists for Kane as well tonight. So that's my little Champions League uh, recap, which the Iceman loves. Love it. Um, they are playing against a West Brom side who just look devoid of confidence at the moment and devoid of Tony Pulis, Jamie. How do you think this is going to affect them? Um, well, I don't think they can get much worse than what they've been lately. So I don't think it's going to um, have much. I think Pulis have run out of ideas, to be honest with you. And like they say about Tony Pulis, if you're not getting results anymore, what is there? <laughs> because the football's pretty awful all the time. So I think it's Gary Megson maybe in charge for the, for the weekend. Um, yeah. I think uh, Spurs will, will win this quite comfortably, to be honest with you. I'm on Kane captain at the moment, which I'm a little bit reluctant about because he's been a bit patchy lately. But um, I, I see Spurs scoring a few here. I think uh, I think they'll do a, a job on West Brom. They look very, very uh, shaky at the back. That ageing defence, isn't it, is starting to become exposed. And um, I, I can see Spurs taking this 3 or 4-0. I just I just love um, what Pulis did in terms of his most recent signings. You know, getting the likes of uh, Gareth Barry in, Livermore in, just packing that midfield defensive players. Absolutely, you know, really dynamic yeah, side. Defensive midfielders has been playing most of the season. Barry uh, Krakowiak and Livermore. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, I forgot about Krakowiak as well. Yeah, so you've got. He's actually a decent player, but Pulis has managed to get him down to his uh, to his level. So. <laughs> yes. He's reduced him to a uh, to a West Brom at their worst player. So, yeah. So having said that, then, so who who who's nailed from Spurs to get the points this week? Well, Kane didn't look that sharp against Arsenal. I know his leg was strapped up. You can never really bet against Kane, can you? He is uh, two yeah. to one to score in this game. It's just the points per million for Kane is just mm. not looking good at the moment. People are people selling or keeping him. For me, you know, I know his track record. I know he's carrying a knock, so I, I just 
I have to keep him because if you get rid of him, it is really hard to get him back in. You've got to kind of uh, move around a few players in your team, and he's always capable of that big call. Like I was saying with the likes of Lukaku, maybe not so so much, but he he can score hat tricks in any game, and this is the particular game which you could probably see it if he is on form, which he isn't at the moment. He did score tonight though. He could get a massive haul. You know, West Brom down and out, lost their manager. Yeah, I, I could probably see a big haul from him, but it is still going to be a gamble. But at the moment, yeah, captain's on him for me at the moment too. Some people were saying he wasn't looking 100% tonight, but he still scored, didn't he? So mm. that's that's the that's thing. Um, yeah. I, I'm on him at the moment, but it's um, it's it's a reluctant one. I'm not, you know, it's not something that I'm 100% convinced by, but I think if they do go big, Kane's going to be involved isn't he so. yeah yeah Ericsson did go full Ozil uh, went invisible in the last game <laughs> poor uh, Ozil and... not invisible Ali uh, that's the worst game I've seen him have yeah us. no he was terrible if that was if that was Ozil I think it was Jamie Carragher that mentioned if that was Ozil yeah. then everyone would be slating him he did have a terrible game but I think Arsenal tended to they, they nullified Tottenham in that game I didn't think Tottenham played particularly badly I just think Arsenal just made them look average and that's really promising from an Arsenal point of view yeah and it was one of those rare occasions I mean I'm not a Wenger apologist but I thought he got his tactics put on and often said about Wenger you know he he doesn't set out tactically well against teams but I thought he really got everything absolutely right in that game the the way that they pressed from the front yeah Uh, Mustafi was brilliant uh, coming back into the defence I thought he he shackled um, Kane really well but then they got Burnley. We'll come on to that later. But they got Burnley afterwards, and that—that's not um, the kind of game that Arsenal normally do well in. Although they did yeah, get. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, so I mean, chaps, do you see value in Ericsson and Ali in this one, given their performances tonight? I mean, if you've got Ericsson, I'd probably—I don't know—I can't can't jinx it because he can potentially score like a hat trick, like he did in, in the international game. But I would be wanting to move out, uh, move him out because. Mm-hmm. There are loads of good options in midfield at the moment, and I just he's, if he's not performing, just be wary that if you do do get rid of him, that he is capable of scoring scoring big. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think I, don't, I, I struggle a little bit with that. Yes, not as many points in the last four weeks. Liverpool, Man United, uh, and Arsenal three of those four fixtures. I just think, like you say, if Tottenham go big in this one, he's going to be at the centre of it with Kane doing the damage so I, I'd be a little bit cautious about whether you move out on him but I can hear your arguments chaps mm. okay well I'm assuming we're not calling anyone from West Brom so let's move on from that <laughs> to Swansea versus Bournemouth I presume one of you are going to mention their hat-trick hero Jamie do you want to say anything about Callum Wilson yeah I mean I, I really rate Callum Wilson obviously he's, well, he's had two two injuries now hasn't he but he had that really yeah. bad because he got off to a flyer last season yeah, um, I, I think he's He's gone up to six now because I was I was weighing up bringing him in the week after for game week. I had a couple of changes planned for the week after that I was going to carry over, especially now with Nias getting that ban. Callum Wilson's top of my uh, kind of budget striker list. I, I think he's dangerous. Bournemouth have got a lovely run of, of fixtures as well, haven't they? And um, I, th- I think around that price bracket is really good. I think he's a great finisher, Wilson. And there's starting to see some options in that Bournemouth team, aren't you? Charlie Daniels has been picking up points and there's there's four or five players in that Bournemouth team that that could be good could serve you well over the next five or six weeks I think 
Yes, it's a great shout. So they've got Swansea, Burnley, Saints, then Palace, then a nasty run, United, Liverpool and City. But four weeks, you've got a month there yeah. of pretty good pretty good fixtures, actually, for Bournemouth. I was going to agree with you with a shout on uh, Daniel. <coughs> He's looking very strong at the moment. Yeah, I wouldn't be rushing. I, I mean, I'm all for Wilson. I do think he's good. Got a lot of potential to score high in these games, in these games which potentially are easier for Bournemouth. But I wouldn't be necessarily moving your team around to get him in. He's, he, he was playing Huddersfield, so got to take that in mind that he's got these goals against probably the most underperforming team at the moment in Huddersfield. They're really mm. not playing well. And, uh, you know what's better, though, at the moment, to be, to be honest? Yeah, no, you've got you've got a point. They've got Swansea got the fewer shots uh, so far this season, averaging two shots on target a game as well. Uh, apparently, Abraham was injured, and he's likely to be fit for this game. I didn't know Abraham was injured, but just a note for people that have him, he is likely to be fit. But yeah, going back to Wilson though, like you say, I do agree with you. He has got potential to go big. Uh, if I didn't have other things to do on my team, I would be seriously considering him. Just because if if you're going to go for him, you've got to bring him in now, haven't you, with these fixtures coming up. Do we know who's on pens for Bournemouth at the moment? Well, it used to be Wilson, there. didn't it? I don't know if Wilson might be back on them now. Yeah. on them anymore. I mean, it, it gets passed around. Uh, Stanislaus, he, he was on him when he was playing. Yeah, he's is he still injured? I don't even know if he's back yet. Is he? Um, he is at the moment. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I would think that Wilson should penalties really. Yeah, decent value, I think. Mm. Well, so uh, are we we thinking Abraham might be worth keeping in if you've got him. Yeah, well, potentially starting this game. Although Bournemouth now improving in defensively now with uh, back-to-back clean sheets uh, but yeah I, w- I would probably start Abraham this this game it's just be knowledgeable that you know Swansea are, are not the greatest attacking team and like Clement said at the end of the game they're just going through a bit of a rut at the moment and he's, he's hoping that they can just come out of it and turn the corner at any point remains to be seen let's move it might be uh, optimistic I've not really uh, seen many signs of that from, from Swansea lately I'd, I'd, I'd be yeah uh, I'd be worried uh, for them and uh, for Swansea players that I own. But yeah, definitely, if you've got Abraham, it's not the kind of game that you get rid of him for, I don't think, because they they, they score against Bournemouth. Okay, chaps, well, on to the 5.30 kick-off, and it's a good one. We have the Salah-inspired Liverpool versus the Hazard and Morata-inspired Chelsea. Iceman, uh, I know you've been singing the praises of Salah all season. He's going back to his old club. Is he going to show them what they're missing? Yeah, he's good, isn't he? That's Salah. He's, um, he's all right, mate. Yeah, not too bad. Nine <laughs> goals in his first 12. What was that? They were shouting on Match of the Day that that was like the, the quickest for any Liverpool player ever. Um, yeah. He's now top leading FPL player now, going eight points above Sane. Yeah, 88 he's on. Obviously, he's playing as a striker. What more do you want from mid- midfielders? It's either loads of assists from midfield or playing uh, up front uh, out of position like Salah is and he's scoring the goals he just seems to be the one to have at the moment obviously if you had him in a while back just you've got to hang on to him and if you haven't got him I'll be looking at a way to bring him in looking at the other assets Moreno retained his left back position for the seventh match in a row now yeah, just a point on Moreno because well, I'm actually I've had that. He was atrocious tonight. He was responsible for two of the two of the goals. So I don't know if uh, that might impact his his yes, position. So don't bring in Moreno is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, Liverpool throwing away uh, throwing away victory tonight. Yeah, three all. Jeez, but he he would be a four point five option to play maybe at home because they they've only conceded one goal conceded at home from them all season. But I w- I wouldn't necessarily do that. You'd need to find a good rotation option for for me. He's just a bit of a risk. He has got. I mean, he has had that attacking threat for the last couple of seasons, but. I wouldn't actually go there, but he still could be an option if you've got a rotation with him. Okay, so we like Salah. I mean, what about Firmino? Because he came up with another assist at the weekend. He scored tonight. Any love for Roberto as a slightly cheaper premium forward? Yeah, I was going to say, going back to that, he scored two tonight, Firmino. Um, I'm obviously on Salah at the moment. There's absolutely no way that you would think about getting rid of him. He's in in amazing form. But I've got a feeling, uh, with all this attacking threat that Liverpool got, that the points might start to get spread out a little bit more over the next few weeks. So you might see Firmino, you know, getting back into a bit of form. You might see Mane getting into a bit of form. There's no reason why you couldn't double up on Liverpool players as well, because I just think, they get, even against Chelsea, I can score them, see them getting a couple. And, you know, the first half, I mean, they typical Liverpool, they fell apart defensively in the second half, but they just look like they, they, they're scoring from, they're attacking you from all angles. Mane was good tonight. So, yeah, Salah, definitely top form at the moment and a captaincy option most weeks but I think there's other Liverpool options up front and in midfield that you could be looking at if you wanted to double up on Liverpool players at the moment yeah I totally agree with that he looked a, a threat against uh, Southampton Firmino and he hasn't been so far well that much up till now and he did look good apparently he was quite good tonight obviously scoring the good uh, yeah. two goals as well so <clears throat> yeah I mean Liverpool they, they get the fewest minutes per chance out of all the teams that 5.2 minutes per chance it just shows they've got they've got a massive garden of green after this game I mean I wouldn't be reluctant to bring Liverpool players in even for this uh, Chelsea game they are playing at home but after that they've got one, two, three, four, five, six games which you can all see a lot of goals in so I, I totally agree I think Firmino could be a good third striker option now it's, I mean like people have been looking for that third striker option and they seem to be going you know, all the way up to the top or all the way down to the bottom at the likes of Niasse maybe Firmino might provide that good option now, now that he's hit some form yeah so um if we think about Chelsea then, chaps, uh, Eden Hazard is looking increasingly more influential since he's moved into his number 10 role over the last few weeks. So two goals and assists over the weekend seems to be linking very nicely with the inform Morata. He's actually had more shots, which is seven, than any other player in the last couple of game weeks. So he's right up there. Right. Um, Iceman, is he in your team at the moment? Who, Morata or Hazard? Hazard. Uh, Hazard is not. I, I kind of wish he was. Yeah. Uh, I do have Morata, but I mean, it has raised the question of who is the better option out of Hazard and Morata. And I'm, I'm going to kind of give you both sides of the book here, like or the page or whatever the saying is. Uh, the story. Ha- yeah, the, both sides of the story. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> Hazard gives Chelsea the spark, really, and I think Ma- Morata is there to finish it. And uh, West Brom kind of made Hazard angry and you don't want to make Eden angry because he punishes you. And uh, he is playing more central now, Hazard. And like you say, he's got the more shots. He's got more shots on target more than any other fielder other than Salah over the last four game weeks. And since they've changed to a 3-5-2, it looks like you are seeing the best of Hazard now. And it is looking like a few se- few seasons ago, even last season, uh, that he is playing a lot better in that Chelsea team and he's 
more or less playing up top. I mean, be cautioned though with Hazard though. He can be hit and miss type player and he can go missing for a number of games. I can't see it at the moment. Obviously not in football terms. I don't ever see him going missing in football terms, but in FPL terms, he just seems to not generate the points for you each and every week. It's like that consistency, but his ownership at 5.5% is just a massive differential. So out of the two, I'm, I've, I've gone Morata already, so I'm kind of nailed on for that. I mean, like, you could even double up with, with uh, Chelsea's fixtures coming up. I mean, who have they got after this? I just want to have a quick look at that. They've got... they got Swansea, yeah. uh, Newcastle, uh, West Ham... And Huddersfield next four. It's yeah, pretty deep. Exactly. So there's it, some decent fixtures coming up. So you can, I mean, it's a potential double up as well. I mean, like they are playing both up front together. So yeah, you, you could do it. I, I, I'm not going to go there myself, but it is plausible. Mm. So many attacking options from Chelsea, Liverpool, isn't it? I mean, you could have Hazard, Morata, you look at Firmino, Mane, Salah. You know, I think those two teams over the next four or five games have got a lot of goals in them. Yeah. Even including when they're playing each other at the weekend. I could see a few goals in that one. See, the only thing is with that, I mean, Liverpool's run ragged tonight by Seville and then Chelsea got a Champions League game tomorrow. Maybe they might be a bit more fatigued, so maybe there won't be so many goals. That's... After Champions League games, it is very difficult to tell. And two big teams playing against each other, they may nullify it. I mean, like with Liverpool, good record for goals against at home. Maybe they will stop Chelsea. Just the other one, chaps, and you'll probably you'll be able to make a good argument against me on this because of his history. But actually, Fabregas has played uh, in every. He started every one of the last six. Yeah. Uh, for Chelsea and four prices. There's actually only been three or four games this season where he hasn't started. Two assists again at the weekend. Uh, he's still only 6.9 million and he's making the most touches in that Chelsea side. So again, differential, but certainly with, you could argue, with the likes of Hazard and Morata finishing their dinner, um, he could be a cheaper option if you can't get on Hazard or Morata. Yeah, that's a great shout. I mean, like, if you're looking for a different option to the likes of Richardson or something like that, then yeah, it could be, could be good. Yeah, great couple of assists from Seska. That pass for Hazard was kind of. Uh, oh, he's, always, he's always been a great passer, isn't he? Even when he was at Arsenal, I still think he should have come back. Yeah, there, there was no. Um... Wenger always said there was no uh, availability or space for Fabregas yeah. for the turn. Yeah. Ozil was in uh, the way. Yeah, that's fair yeah. enough. So, I, I just want a quick um, mention on the, the defence, Chelsea, because they they have got these fixtures coming up, and they could be pretty good and defensively. I mean, I've I've got Louise, unfortunately, because he's now fallen out with Conte and has lost his place. I do think that Christiansen may be an option now, but yeah. it's just it will be a risky one, wouldn't it? If you actually brought him in and then he just suddenly took him out and put Louise in, maybe Louise is going to make up with Conte or not. I'm not sure, but he could be a good option. Now, what is he? 5.3? I think it's 5.4 because I, I looked at getting him in, Christensen. Yeah, oh, yeah, 5.4. Yeah. For yeah. me, if, I, if money's limited, you, you're still looking at Aspilicueta and Alonso. I think they, they're, they're going to really hit some big points over those over those next few games. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, people are deliberating over the Alonso Aspilicueta conundrum if you've got either or and whether to swap Alonso for Aspilicueta he came up with a goal clean sheet and two bonus helping his owners so 
got him right back on the map really for everyone although if you were listening last week I think it was Connect did shout him out so we did recommend him uh, he's still got the most shots and most shots on target out of all the defenders so far this season with 19 and 6 respectively so yeah still an attacking threat at uh, what's he moved down to 6.9 at the moment hmm. Yeah, I think you could uh, you could toss a coin on those. Personally, I still think just watching them, Dave is the better option, just because of the Dave. you know the uh, the defensive return season long. But um, yeah, I think you can toss a coin on those two, really. Mm. Okay, chaps. Well, let's move on to the Sunday Super Sunday fixtures. Not quite a Super Sunday as previously, but still some good ties. First of all, probably the one I've been least interested in this week, unfortunately, Saints versus Everton. Mm. Iceman, that sounds like you are looking forward to that one. Uh, loads of names written down in front of me. Do you want to read them all out? Yeah. <laughs> I just I just read them out, Billy. Right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that contribution, uh, Jamie. Can you uh, can you offer anyone from this time? Well, the one that I was looking at has now been banned for diving. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought Nias was a really good option for that price. I mean, I, 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 did, I, did, I hadn't looked at him, and I couldn't believe how cheap he was. But he was four point nine. I think he's gone up to five now. Yeah. I, I, I think Everton, obviously, they've got their weaknesses, but Nias will score goals in that in that side. And um, I think he, he was on. He was going to keep his place for a while. So I, I was definitely looking at getting um, Nias in. Um, I know Siggy's starting to get the other assist now, but at that money, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother with them. They're not going to keep many clean sheets, so I wouldn't really think about their defence. But yeah, Nias was the one I was looking at. It's only a two-game ban. If it gets upheld, they've appealed it. So again, I think it's somebody that you might want to look at after that ban. I, I think he's a good enabler as well because he, he he can free up cash around the rest of the squad. Southampton, nobody really stands out for me at the moment. They've stopped keeping clean sheets. So, you know, the Bertrands and the Cedrics and people like that, I think there's a lot better options around for that price. There's nobody that stands out for me with Southampton at the moment. Pete, Pete, I've, I've yeah. thought of someone. Go on, who, who have you thought of? Baines. Excellent. He's, he got another penalty. He's on penalties. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a reason to bring him in, isn't it? Oh, the way bring, this bring in Baines. Bring him in. No, no I'd, Southampton, no shots on target again. So, yeah, bring in Redmond and Gaviadini. Although Austin got on, maybe he's... Right, stop. This, yeah, this is why you move have on. spent Quick. so much time editing. Stop. Stop <laughs> talking about Southampton. Quick. Okay. I, I will accept Niasse as an option this week and maybe Baines. We're moving on to Burnley Arsenal. Oh, now, nice. as the guest, Jamie, you get to speak about this one first. How are our beloved Arsenal going to get on this week? Yeah, I, th- I think this is going to be a really tough game for Arsenal. Uh, even though they were brilliant against Spurs, um, Burnley are just in great form at the moment, and they're the kind of side that Arsenal uh, have difficulties with sometimes. Their defence is rock solid. You know, there's there's so many good options in that Burnley side, FPL wise at the moment. I think you look at the back. I've got I'm on Ward. If I have choice at the moment, I'd probably go for me because I think he he picks up a few more bonus and. Um, is a danger at set pieces. Tarkowski's been really good. The keeper, Pope, just um, brilliant, you know, in, in real life and in FPL. Uh, Hendrick's been good lately. Um, there's just so many good options in that side. I, I think this will be a tight game. I can see this bit maybe being, I don't know, there'll be loads of goals in it. Uh, so maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Sanchez, I think, we talked about Hazard earlier. But another differential, if he starts to explode again, I don't know what his ownership is at the moment, but I'd imagine it's fairly low. Uh, and he could start getting towards that Hazard 
territory of um, getting some big points because he, he looked brilliant in that Spurs game. I thought he really looked good. Ownership of 2.7. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, so massive differential. We had a question from Mark at M Bison Twenty Two, just saying, could Hazard, uh, could Hazard, <laughs> could Sanchez be the ultimate differential? And yeah, I think he could. I had a, a quick look at his stats and uh, looking at his shots he's taken so far. He's got an expected. Well, actually, in the last game, he had an expected goal of 1.69 in the last game. And he's fifth for attempts on goal. And that's with less minutes than all the other four that are above him. Because he's only, he's only played 632 minutes so far. So I'm assuming, on average, that actually puts him above the rest of them. Maybe even Kane. I'll probably have to work that one out uh Again, just just to double check that, but yeah, I I do think he is he could be a really good option if you can afford it, if you can worm him into, into your team. Just means you have to make sacrifices elsewhere. But at eleven point eight, the points per million, he only got seven in the last game week, uh, one two the game week before. Then he got twelve against Everton. <clears throat> I think with these fixtures coming up, Burnley and Huddersfield, maybe there could be goals. It's just like you say with Burnley. All good options there for defensively. I wouldn't say any any in attack, including Hendrick. But defensively at the moment, if you're going to go for a Burnley player, I'd actually go for Tarkovsky. He could have got a goal in the last game. It was ruled off for offside. He does get up there for corners. He's only at 4.5. I know uh, me is probably a better option if you can afford it at 4.6. But um, for me, if you could get Tarkovsky just that little bit cheaper so you can spend that extra point one elsewhere or you haven't got enough funds, I would actually go for him but not for this game I'm still I'm back in my arsenal Ozil you know he's turned up for a few games now might be worth a punt if you got a differential at 9.6 I wouldn't necessarily go there myself but if you're lagging behind he's created 34 chances for Arsenal this season which is more than any other Premier League player so yeah he's got that potential to score those tens and you know sevens every game which he seems to he's quite a consistent player Ozil but yeah he's more of a more of a differential uh, uh 1.9% owned at the moment but yeah I, I can see some goals coming from Arsenal in this game if you've got Lacazette I'd still hang on to him mm. and Ramsey still making some good runs what did they mean he was amazing against Spurs, but is is a good value in that price bracket. I think. Yeah, have you still got him, Billy? I do. Yeah. I, again, I, I watched him against Spurs. I agree, it wasn't a game changer, but he does run beyond the uh, beyond the front three. Yeah. And that's why I always like about him. He's always got that threat. The other thing is that Jaka uh, uh, seems to be controlling games for us. He's actually had the most touches for us of anyone this season, and he's, he's right up there in terms of touches amongst all Premier League sides so it tells me something about he just sits and uh, Ramsey can go in that case. Yeah, I'll tell you who's looking good as well for Arsenal, I'll, I'll probably name the whole team uh, after last week, but uh, Bellerin looked good mm-hmm. in attacking, uh, he's at 5.9, you know, more or less plays as a winger, so I would if I've got the money, if you've got the likes of Stones and you've got a little bit of extra cash in the bank, I would probably give him. I have got Stones, so uh, Mustafi is on my radar, he is the bargain at uh, 5.3 we seem to get clean sheets when he's in the team, we've got um, five out of the six games that he's played so um, we've got some good fixtures coming up, he's now 
nailed. He is a centre back, so you're kind of hoping for more games from centre backs than than wingers or uh, um, right backs. So yeah, I would say that he's probably a good choice up for these Christmas fixtures. I mean, like some people would go for Monreal at uh, 5.6 over him, but I would actually choose Mustafi over Monreal at the moment. Mustafi's actually scored more goals for Arsenal, I believe. Um, I'll probably have to check that. <laughs> have to cut that out if that's wrong. But yeah. <laughs> he uh, he he looks the better option to me, Mustafi. Yeah. Right, lads. Uh, we've named six of the Arsenal starting eleven from the weekend. So we're going to stop there <laughs> and move on Ooh. to Huddersfield and City. Um, now, Iceman, just to kick this off, you mentioned you've got John Stones. He didn't start tonight. Mangala had a game of football with Otamendi, which made me Stones has been injured. Uh, Injured, sorry, rested. Um, Sterling got his 11th goal of the season and Aguero had a game as well. So make of that what you will. If I come back to you, Jamie, uh, you know, in terms of City playing Huddersfield at the weekend, Pep's giving us all a bit of a headache with his rotation. (laughs) Yeah, I think he is. But I think we're starting to see a bit more of a pattern now, aren't we, of who's... um who's playing most weeks and who's not. He rested Sané today, interestingly. Uh, he didn't play at all. So I think he sees Sané as being a real main man on that left-hand side. I think Sané also last weekend, he had the most touches in the penalty area. I'm on him at the moment. And I'm actually, if I don't captain Kane, I'm thinking maybe Sané as a as a captain this week. That'd be a really, great captain option, Sané. Really impressed with him. I jumped off um, Jesus last week, but I still think he's a decent option. But... It's just risky because Aguero's got a good chance of starting this weekend. There's so many options in that City side. I think the defence is going to struggle a little bit without Stones. I know it's weird because Stones wasn't great last, but I think he's been absolutely brilliant this season. And I think, um, you know, Mongola is not in the same league. Company looked absolutely awful at the weekend. I'm, I've got Otamendi, but I just I don't see as many uh, clean sheets for City without Stones. Probably... They will keep one against Huddersfield, but going forward, I think losing Stones will be um, a big loss for them at the back, I think. Did you say company played awful? You know he was in Garth Crook's team of the week. <laughs> he could have been sent off after two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah he is Garth good for... He's good for <laughs> Not a fan of his haircut, Garth Crooks. No, either. no. He is good for a goal, though, company. Clean sheets and bonus, so... Uh, they kind of have to play it. So maybe, I don't think he's a pep. I just don't think he's a pep player. I could even see Mongolo starting ahead of him with uh, Otamendi at the weekend. But we'll, we'll, we'll have to <laughs> wait and see on that, I guess. Uh, little insight from Pep um, following injury to Mendy, which was a long time ago. Sané has to go wide now, which is why they, Aguero and Jesus, don't play together. So... Like you say, it's going to be Aguero or Jesus. And considering Aguero played tonight, I've I've got Jesus and I'm hoping that he's going to play this game. I am looking to move him out eventually because I can't take the rotation. But even with this rotation, I can still see him scoring goals. Uh, uh, a 30-minute Jesus, sometimes I can see scoring more than the full 90-minute Lacazette. So yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's one to keep at the moment just because I have to. Huddersfield gone off the boil completely, haven't they? You know their, their defenders were a good asset for a while, but I, I think they're uh, I think they're on the slide, unfortunately. Yeah, I agree with that. No away goals since the start of the season. I know they're playing at home in this game, but yeah, mm. I can see the Man City that are dominating English football to dominate this uh, Huddersfield team, and uh, with Sterling playing tonight, that does worry me because yeah. 
He he did look pretty good in the last game. Uh, he came close to scoring for the second week running. He got in good positions. He's a bit more central than Sane, which is kind of why I almost like him better than Sane, even though probably Sane is a better player and could probably get more points. But I think that um, Sterling's always going to be in there for like the tap-ins like Jesus has been doing. So I'm hoping that he's going to play... Um, Sane and Jesus, I think, are both decent captain shouts for the weekend. You know, if you want to do something different from Kane or Lukaku, and we've seen that that has paid off, you know, if you'd have gone for Salah at the weekends, you yeah. know, you've been in the money. So I think they're decent shouts for captain this weekend. I could see City easily scoring 3 yeah, 4 okay. us in that game. Yeah, I mean, um, not too much more to add to that, chaps, other than just how good KDB's been this season. He he did play tonight, but I do think he'll continue to to start. He scored last week. I mean, just so he scored three or four absolutely brilliant goals. About yeah. awesome. He he does seem to be getting a bit further forward than he was at the start of the season. You know, yeah. when they were saying he was moving back a little bit further. He was, yeah. yeah. Uh, we did have a, a question from Stonefish. Has uh, just put um, with Pogba and Salah on fire. Can we start to consider a midfield without any City players? I'm personally looking at replacing Silva with Pogba this week. So, uh, Jamie, what, what do you make of that? Silva to Pogba for this week? Yeah, I, I think it's a good show. I think I love Silva. I think he's a brilliant player. But um, I don't see him scoring massively over the next... I think he'll still chip in with assists. It's unpredictable with City, isn't it? Because you just don't know who's going to get into the box at what time. And Silva... He's been playing brilliantly, but I, I think if you're looking for points, I think Pogba will outscore Silver over the over the next few weeks. Yeah, I think I agree over the next few weeks, but I wouldn't for this game. There could be a massive hiding on here, um, Huddersfield, with City playing like they are. So I, I would actually keep Silver for this game. Uh, Bully, what do you reckon on that one? Um, I, 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 if you haven't done the other transfers, I actually probably would make that transfer to Pogba. I think in terms of with Silver's form recently, in terms of points returns and with the look of Pogba, I prefer Pogba at the moment. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, he also just said, also, who is the best Stones replacement? Stones is injured, by the way, Bully, if you didn't know. He's, oh, sorry. He is sorry, out listeners, with, I got that wrong. He is out with a hamstring injury. Oh, He's out for six weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who? So, who is the best Stones replacement for a similar pri- price? So, he is thinking Otamendi. I mean, I bought Stones at 5.6, so I can kind of allow him to fall as that won't change his selling price for me. Uh, so, I could just hold out, but I suppose the options are you can do a sideways move to either Otamendi or company. Um, you can move to the likes of Chelsea, maybe Christiansen. That is a risk that he keeps his place. You've got Vertonghen, who you can choose from the Arsenal assets which I'm looking at with their good fixtures coming up with Monreal and Mustafi you can even look like uh, what you've done with uh, Chris Smalling or a risky Jones who's who's injured but he's always injured or I suppose the other option is to downgrade to like a smaller price and open up a bit a bit more money for elsewhere I suppose these are these are your options really it's just whichever one you choose um, I'm going with uh, Mustafi I think do any of you guys have stones or is it just me no, I've, I've been on Artemendi, so that's my city defender. Yeah. So. Who who would you guys move to if... Um, I if think the stuff is a decent shout, to be fair. I think he's going to keep his place in that side. If you get lucky with him, he's brilliant in the air. You know, I'm not saying he's going to score regularly, but he's got a chance of scoring when he gets up in the box. And I do think Arsenal, as a defence, look a lot better when he's playing. I know they've got United coming up. They have got some... They've got, they've got a mixture of kind of easier games and harder games. But I think in that price bracket, 
is decent. I looked at Christensen as well. I think if I could look into the future and see that Christensen's going to keep his place for the next four or five weeks, yeah, yeah. go for it. But it's just a worry that he might not with me for Christensen. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Billy? Um, I think uh, I like the idea of moving to Smalling. Also, if you don't have a Burnley defender, looking at their fixtures after this week, um, I actually really like those. So someone like a Ward or a Tarkowski, like you said, might be a good uh, similar slash lower priced option. Yeah, yeah, fair. Don't know, you can move it on now. Dying for a win. Well, and that brings us to the end of our 10 fixtures, so the Iceman can be excused just for a moment. Thanks very much. As will I. <laughs> Jesus. I had to tighten a knot. <laughs> Right, welcome back, the Iceman, and uh, we're going to do a quick summary of the 10 fixtures for this game week. So, Leicester versus West Ham. We hate West Ham, but we like Vardy, Mares, and Maguire in this one. Palace take on Stoke. Actually, surprisingly tempting some of these players, but Loftus-Cheek and Zaha look good value for Palace with some good fixtures, and Chupo Moteng is the man of the moment for Stoke. United take on Brighton. The return of Pogba is exciting us and Smalling looks a good lower price option. Gross and a differential in Murray could be a good shout if you want some Brighton uh, cover. Not, not Murray. But not Murray. Haters will say he's too old. Newcastle versus Watford. Uh, both goalkeepers look like good rotation options, particularly Elliot. Uh, we also liked Richarlison and uh, Kiko Firmina, who we keep mentioning on the pod, but they just keep performing well. Spurs take on West Brom. Kane and Eriksen, if you've got them, look good shouts. Carry is a potential captain option, as we'll get to in a moment. Uh, Swansea take on Bournemouth. And we uh, really like the look of Wilson with the hat-trick on the weekend. Daniels has been showing some consistency with some good fixtures coming up for Bournemouth. And Abraham, we hear, is returning for the Swans. So it could be a good shout. Liverpool versus Chelsea. Big fixture this one. Salah, Mane and Firmino, the big three. All good options. Potential double coverage for them over the next few weeks looks a, a favourable option. For Chelsea, we like the look of Morata and Hazard. Fabregas is a definitely a differential lower price option. And uh, if you want some cheaper options in defence, you could toss a coin on Alonso and Dave, both within points one of each other in cost. Saints versus Everton. We didn't cover this too much, but Nyasi, great option up front at a very, very low price. The third cheap striker. Burnley take on Arsenal for the home side. We spoke about Tarkowski and me. And for Arsenal, just assume as three gunners here, we listed all the team. I'll go through in some kind of order of preference. Sanchez, if he fires again, could be a Hazard bandwagon. Uh, The Iceman likes Ozil. I still like Ramsey. And we all agreed that Lacazette, Bellerin and Mustafi have shown some form. Finally, Huddersfield versus City. No love for Huddersfield in this one, but Sane appears to be the nailed one. We think Aguero's got a good chance of starting this weekend. Jesus, if he gets any minutes, always looks a threat. Don't pick Stones, as I suggested, because his hamstring is knackered at the moment. But KDB is just a superstar, so if you've got him, play him. Nice sum-up ball. Lovely. Um <laughs> okay, uh, let's let's pick captains. And now, Iceman, I know you don't want me to come to you on first 
on this one. So I'm going to put my hat back on Harry this weekend. Scored in the Champions League tonight. West Brom are in turmoil at the moment. And with Gary Megson at the helm for this one, I think it's going to be goals galore for Harry. So that's where my captaincy is going this week. Jamie? Yeah, with you on that one. I'm on Kane at the moment. Um, I feel I've been a bit conservative with my captains lately. The one time when I really nailed it was, remember that Morata game? I think it was a way to Stoke when he got the hat trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember you ranting on about that in the group. Yeah, yeah. and not many people did. But um, since then, I've, I've kind of been Kane-Lukaku a lot of the time. But I think this is a fixture that Kane should do well in. Um, if, I, if I did change it, it would be, it would be Sané is my kind of backup choice at the moment. But I'm, I'm, I'm on Harry at the moment. I like that. And Iceman, who are you settling off? Yeah, I've more or less got nothing different to say. Uh, it's, it's on Kane at the moment. I, I mean, I've got my vice on, on Jesus, and I do think that probably Jesus will play. I am kind of tempted to go Jesus on this one, because he is at Huddersfield. They're not playing very well. But both teams out of Huddersfield and West Brom not playing very well. Kane's at home, but I suppose there's that, uh, you know, don't captain Kane when he's playing a poor team at home as well. So... I am tempted by Jesus, but at the moment it's on Kane, it could switch at any point. So uh, I'll let you know next pod. Right, we'll see you next pod. We'll look what happens <laughs> on that one. <laughs> um, Iceman, have the listeners got any questions for us? Yeah, we've got a few questions come through. So we've got, we've got a, a few. So we've got Adam Gearing uh, has just put a couple of questions. He's got injuries. So uh, he's bought Wilson in for Tammy, but Jones is now out too. Viable replacement for Jones. And is it worth keeping faith in Kane slash Ericsson or do I switch to nearly essential Salah? I would switch to Salah. Uh, what's your opinions on that, Jamie? I just think it's so risky getting rid of Kane, to be honest with you. I'd be more inclined to get rid of... I've got Kane and Lukaku at the moment, and Lukaku's the one that I'm going to hop off first. Ericsson, again, like you said earlier, there's going to be games where he goes big. For me, there's better people in that price bracket uh, than him uh, at the moment. More explosive players. I I wouldn't be thinking about getting rid of Kane for now, but that's me. Uh, That's yeah, I, I wouldn't be removing Kane, but if Ericsson, I would probably want to bring in Salah. But maybe, maybe with uh, with Jones, the the options, I suppose, uh, are listed. What we what we listed for Stones, really, the same options. Out of the ones at the moment, I'm I'm going with Stuffy. I'm still, I'm not nailed on that at the moment. But if you've got enough money to go up to like maybe a Tottenham option or a, a Chelsea one, uh, you you can kind of choose between Alonso or Aspilicueta then I'd go one of those two if you haven't got the money then yeah it's uh, Mustafi for me Billy what's your reckon on I, those I just, I just this anti-Spurs vibe just, I, as a Gunners fan it pains me to say it but I'm just a bit cautious about dumping their players I'm looking at their next 12 fixtures they have one top 5 side they play in those entire 12 fixtures Um Particularly, if you look at their next run of five, Baggies, mm. Leicester, Watford, Stoke, Brighton, City, and then on the other side of that, you've got Burnley, Saints, West Ham, Swansea, Everton, and, and Saints. Uh, just for me, and then, then they've got a, a, a nasty run of three, but for me, to jump off them now, I, I probably keep the faith in Harry a little bit longer. And mm. for me, this weekend, scoring potential, Ericsson against West Brom, Salah against Chelsea... I still think you know it, it's not worth taking a minus four. I, I don't think if, if you were taking a minus four for that, that Ericsson would be that much more outscored by Salah. 
Um, so for me, I, I would stick at the moment. Mm, controversial. Okay. Yep. Um, so we've got another one here from... Uh, I'm, I'm just going to spell it out because I'm never going to be able to say this name. So okay. it's uh, K-J-O-T-L-E-I-K. So, yep. Uh, and uh, he's put, uh, why do people captain a 12.8 million cane when he clearly performs as an 8.5 striker? Maratta, Jesus, Salah, Sane, Lukaku, Richardson, Vardy, all better options. Even Benteke. Ugh. That's a step too far. <laughs> yeah, very much a step too far. <laughs> I mean, he's got a point with the uh, the Kane performing a little bit less. He's, he is blanking quite a lot now, Kane. But yeah, as we've mentioned a few times on on this pod so far, he's just he's got that explosiveness about him. He may be carrying a knock at the moment, not quite sharp enough for people to captain. But for me, I'm, as we mentioned, I, I still might be captain in this game week. What do you guys reckon for captaining someone else instead of Kane? Yeah, I think there's definitely merit in it. I mean, as I said, the the week when I did go away from the pack and went for something different, it paid off. And you've seen that with Salah last week, you know, how much you can move up the rank if you do go for someone different. And I think this season there are a lot of options around for captain. But I think people are still going Kane-Lukaku a lot of the time, whereas there is definitely merit in in going for something else. But I still think Kane is going to... He's going to have games where he goes big, um, not quite as consistent as last season. He's blanking a bit more, but I think once he's back to full fitness, he won't get rotated much either. You know, Pochettino is very reluctant to start Lorente, isn't he? So when, when it comes to Christmas, if we're looking forward, I think he'll probably get rotated uh, less than some of the other strikers. Lukaku, for example, is last hand back. Morata, um, I think, is pretty rotation safe. But um, for me, Kane's a keeper for now. And uh, but yeah, don't. Look at other captains each week, I think, because I don't think you necessarily have to uh, stick it on him or Lukaku. Yeah, Billy? Yeah, um, no, I, I definitely think, yeah, that there's other options out there. I just think this is such a precarious fixture to dodge when they're playing against the team that's just devoid of confidence in the manager at the moment. So, yes, there's definitely other options, but the, the Kane hates could come back to bite us at some point. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Um <clears throat> So we've got another question here from FPL Red Eagle. He's just put uh, a third of the league gone. Summing up the first 12 game weeks, uh, what are your ups and downs? And uh, the next 12, in which teams to invest and which to stay away? Oh, God, very broad question there, mate. But I suppose uh, if we just answer the first bit, what are your ups and downs for the first 12 game weeks so far this season? Bully, you can go first on this one. Uh, um, not so many ups so far. <laughs> uh, the initial ups was the the captaincy returns for Kane. Um, Aaron Ramsey's probably been my biggest up this season in terms of yeah, had him yeah. at a good time. He's played pretty consistently, so I would say him and Ben Mee have been my two calls that not everybody has got that have come out pretty well for me yeah. um, consistently. So those are my ups. My downs have been Aguero has trolled me a number of weeks, um, having Lukaku at the wrong time and Mkhitaryan at the wrong time as well. Those are the three that were on the boil and then went off when I got them. Yeah. And by the sounds of it, Jamie, your Maratta captaincy was one of your ups. Yeah, that that was my high in terms of captaincy, I think. Mm. Um, also, I got I got Gross in very early and I read a lot of stuff about him pre-season and I got him in 
before a lot of people did, which was quite handy. And I got Sané in fairly early as well for when he got those big calls. And I think people, a lot of people followed a, a couple of weeks after. So I think that's why I've got off to a better start than usual. I've been getting these players in a little bit um, quicker than, than I had done previously. In terms of bad calls, I've been hopping off strikers at the wrong time. So I got rid of Morata a couple of weeks ago and then he's been on fire. As I said, I've got rid of Jesus a couple of times and brought him back in and then he's tend to score. So with this, that's the thing with those big strikers, isn't it? If you're going to hop on and hop off, you've got to do it at the right time, going back to that Kane thing. Yeah. Otherwise, really, really bite you in the bum. So I think um, my, my um, hopping on and off of strikers has not, not been great. Um, captaincy solid but um, only really that, that one massive week with Morata with the differential I've had some Kane hauls but everyone else pretty much had him as captain that week anyway and getting on Ross early getting on Ricardoson early getting on Sané early I think yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm, I suppose it's kind of familiar to me. I, I got on players quite early to get their price rises, and then uh, I did get rid of Lukaku kind of at the right time. I thought that getting rid of him early in front of those big games uh, kind of worked out nicely for me because he blanked a few. I haven't got him at the moment, and I'm kind of okay with that. So I've been kind of happy with that. But yeah, getting on these all these players pretty early, I've been quite consistent with staying ahead of it. <laughs> I suppose my downers was benching Gr- when he scored that 18 point haul and uh, getting rid of Jones at the wrong time I really wish I never got rid of him on my wild card but he's gone now and he's injured so yeah I suppose they're my ups and downs I'm going to move on to the next question now so we've got uh, FPL transfer tips is just asking uh, Niasse or Wilson as a third budget striker well we can help you there FPL tips uh, Niasse is out for two games so if you've got a choice between the two I would definitely go Wilson uh, and uh, just going to go for the last question here because we're running uh, a bit over time so FPL Doctor is just saying I am done keeping Ericsson so he's actually moving out Ericsson best replacement I have Salah Richardson, Ruben Loftus Cheek, and he's torn between Sane, Sterling, KDV, Hazard, or Pogba. All affordable. Oh God, what a choice he's got! Uh, yeah, which one would you choose then, Jamie? Which is your choice out of these? Who, who you, if you choose anyone, I think Pogba coming back, coming back into form, even over, even over Hazard. No, not over. If it's an unlimited cat, I think Hazard's got a lovely run of fixtures now. I think he's. Finally, fit full, fit, hit full fitness now, hasn't he? He looks ab- absolutely brilliant. I could see him and Morata yeah. uh, going on a on a real run after that Liverpool game. Maybe even for the Liverpool game. But um, Hazard for me, what did you say? Five point five percent ownership. Hop, if you can hop on him um, before everyone else, I think. Um, and he's always a good uh, uh, captaincy option. I think he's on pens as well. So I've been looking at ways to get Hazard in, but it's quite tricky because he's so expensive. But yeah, with unlimited cash. I'd, I'd, I'd look at Hazard. Yeah, uh, certainly. Billy, who did you choose out of those premiums? Uh, unlimited cash, Hazard, without a doubt. Yeah, I th- I'm definitely in the same boat. He's, I mean, he's nailed on for Chelsea. I don't think that he's going to get rotated much at all over these yeah. uh, fixtures, whereas you can't say the same between all the City players. Yeah. Uh, even Pogba, there is you know, uh, there is chance of rotation there. I can see him playing nearly every game. I can see a lot of points coming his way, especially with these fixtures coming up. But yeah, thanks for all your questions, guys. Uh, keep them coming, and uh, we'll do our best to uh, answer them. Yeah, fantastic. Great questions once again. And uh, that brings us to the end of another Fancy Football Surgery podcast. So all that's left for me to do other than to say goodbye 
to the chaps is to let you know how you can get in contact with us which I'm going to do and I'm stalling. Here we go. Here's my little notes. So you can find us on www.fantasyfootballsurgery.com. You can follow us on Facebook by typing in fantasy football surgery. Uh, Listen to us on iTunes under fantasy football surgery on there as well. Give the podcast a rating if you like it uh, or if you don't give us a retweet as well. When you are listening to us uh, off the back of Twitter at FF underscore surgery, Listen to us on SoundCloud. You probably are if you're doing this now. We are on Reddit, so you can keep up to date with us on there. Please up the pod. And you can also email us, ffsurgerypodcast at yahoo.com. Iceman, anything coming in on that? Loads of emails, mate. Loads of emails. Is it just sort of bills and things like that? Yeah, just just (laughs) spam. Just expenditure. Lovely, lovely stuff. Uh, And finally, join the mini league. It is... One one seven three dash four five five, and that's one for you, Jamie. I can see that you are not in our league. Uh, I want you in our league right now. Thanks very much. So it's one one seven three dash four five five. Yeah, up the league. Up the league. Right. Well, thank you to our guest Jamie for joining us. Thank you very much, guys. It's been a pleasure. Um, I'll be. Uh, I look forward to appearing again if you have me on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Top guest. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely get you on. Yeah. Awesome having you. Been awesome having you on, Jamie. Um, Iceman, any final words of wisdom or there's, life to the uh, the listeners? There's never any wisdom from me. No, but good luck in your game weeks, guys. Thank you. Yeah. yeah thanks, everybody, and good luck in your game weeks. I do love our uh, music. I, sometimes I just put it on just to have a little sing song. <laughs> wow. And like Clement sent uh, <coughs> and like Clement sent uh, and like Clement said at the end of the game up the pod up the pod up the pod up the pod up the pod, 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 up the pod. FF Surgery Podcast at yahoo.com. Twitter at FF underscore surgery. At FF underscore surgery. Up the pod, up the pod.